to Fusion Cooking, the podcast, a show that explores the world around us through food, history, stories, and cookbooks. I am your host, Tina Lindquist. Thank you for downloading this week's podcast. You can go to my website at fusioncraftiness.com for world-inspired cuisine and recipes for the home cook. Explore, learn, eat. show, we are going to dive into the world of pan-fried ground meat around the world. Also, I will spotlight one of my favorite books for cooking that is not a cookbook. And finally, we will highlight a nonprofit that is all about food, people, and community. Outside of North America, ground meat goes by other names such as mince, mincemeat, or keema. Dishes around the world use ground meat as its main component. Think meat patties, meatballs, meat kebabs. You get the idea. In the United States, we have Sloppy Joes. South Asia has keema. Southeast Asia has lob. India stuffs it into dumpling pastry for samosas. The reason why I wanted to dive into ground meat recipes is because it is one of the easiest ways to get dinner on the table. At its simplest, you fry it up in a skillet and some spices and serve over rice. You can use any ground meat to include lamb, pork, chicken, turkey, beef, goat, and even TVP for a vegetarian or vegan option. For flavor profiles, simply consult one of my favorite culinary tools, the Flavor Bible. It is a repository of flavor profiles from around the world. Be sure to check out the show notes for a link to this book. This style of cooking is absolutely perfect for beginner cooks as the only skills are stir frying and knowing approximate spice portions. A good place to start is never using more than one teaspoon of a particular spice per pound of meat and try to stick to two tablespoons max of total spices. This doesn't always work as it depends on the spices you are using and your personal preference, but it's a fair place to start. You can enrich in your creation with coconut milk, tomato puree, or diced tomatoes, or chopped veggies such as onions, green beans, kale, or spinach, or cabbage, etc., etc. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to recipes to get you started. But first, come visit me in my kitchen as I cook one of my go-to weeknight recipes. So today, it's all about keema. Keema is spelled sometimes with a K and sometimes with a Q. It transcends um, a lot of cultures. And you can also make this vegetarian or vegan. Basically, it's ground meat in a skillet cooked up with spices and sometimes tomatoes. Typically frozen peas are added at the end, but really keema can be anything. Um, If you're a vegetarian or vegan, you can uh, use TVP. Basically keema is ground meat fried up with spices and served, typically served over rice, but it doesn't have to be. So 
because it's such a basic cooking concept, it can transcend many cultures and it does. So you can use almost any flavor profile with it. You can also make it vegan or vegetarian by using um, a substitute such as TVP. I'm not that skilled with TVP. I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it does act a lot like ground hamburger. The quinoa that I'm going to make today is actually from ground turkey. A little note about the sound is that I'm cooking from a hotel kitchen, um, hotel room kitchen, so it's more like a suite slash studio kitchen. Also, the walls are very thin, so I'm trying not to talk too loud so that my neighbors don't get mad at me. Um, I'm actually on a medical mission right now. I'm working the night shift, so it's late at night and I'm sure the day shift is sleeping and I think my neighbor to one side is on the day shift, so I'm gonna try to not be too loud. I hope the sound is okay. Also, because I'm cooking in basically a hotel room kitchen, I've had to crack open the window and turn on the fan. You might hear some humming. Also, the refrigerator's kinda loud, so I apologize. It is what it is and we do what we can. I have a two burner hob that's electric. I think it's this kitchen setup is really interesting. I really like it. Makes me have faith that you can set up a kitchen in any size square foot print. This is a two burner electric hob, which is really all you need. I've never used more than two burners at a time except when canning. Okay, so for this, I'm going to chop up part of an onion. It's about a quarter of a large onion. So this is gonna be about three quarters of a cup of diced onion. And I'm doing this with a paring knife. Because <laughs> I don't have any other knife except a butter knife. This is gonna be interesting. It's gonna take a while. Okay, I'm also gonna chop up two cloves of garlic and crushing this with my hand to try to loosen up the skin. That worked okay. I'm gonna, now I'm going to mince this garlic with a paring knife. You can use the pre-minced garlic in a jar. Just know that it's not gonna have quite the same flavor. It's gonna be a little bit salt, sulfurous. Um, fresh garlic is best, but I use, I use the pre-minced garlic all the time for convenience. It's fine. I know some people are not okay with that, and that's fine too. You just do you. A lot of the um, bad compounds that make pre-minced garlic smell bad are actually cooked off, but fresh is always best. Oof, and my eyes are watering. Okay, so I have a pan heated up with ghee. You can use cooking oil. You can also use butter. Just know that butter burns at a lower temperature. got this on low to medium heat. I'm sweating the garlic and onions. I'm not trying to roast them. I'm going to sprinkle some salt. Okay, let's talk about chemo while this is cooking up. So if you Google chemo recipe or chemo, you'll probably likely get a page full of um, chemo as in K-E-E-M-A. Pretty popular dish. It's easy to make. Um, it's Indian. That that version of kima is Indian. It typically has 
um, garlic and onion, frozen peas at the end, some kind of tomato paste or tomatoes, along with ground beef. Um, but it can actually be any ground meat. Um, the spices are kind of simple, usually garam masala, could be curry powder, or just simply uh, cumin, coriander, salt and pepper, and paprika, or some kind of chili pepper. Um, what I'm doing today is I'm using ground turkey. I'm sweating onions and garlic. I'm gonna use ground turkey, and I'm trying out a new chili powder. It's something that I've been wanting to try for a while, so I ordered it, I couldn't find it locally. It's Kashmiri chili powder. Um, a little nervous about trying out new chili powders, but super excited too. With chili powders, you don't know the, really the heat until you actually try it. And then as it sits in your pantry, it, the heat dulls over time, so I feel like knowing exactly how much chili powder to use in a recipe is always a crapshoot. Um, so I, I got this chili powder, cashmere chili powder, and as I smell it, it's kind of very distinctive smell, which I've heard about. I would describe it uh, multi-level, a little bit of stinky cheese, and dried chilies. That's, that's the best description I can have. It's, I just don't know how to describe it. When I taste it, it's hotter than paprika, but not nearly as hot as cayenne. So it's somewhere between paprika and cayenne. I don't know where it lies on the Scoville scale. So I'm going to be chicken, and I'm going to use either half a teaspoon or a smidge over half a teaspoon. So I don't know how hot this is going to get. Oh, yeah, half a teaspoon's not that much. I'm using a pound of turkey. I'm going to use three quarters of a teaspoon. I'll let you know how that goes. Okay, okay so the onions and garlic are soft starting to brown, so I need to move on. I'm going to actually bloom the spices from here. So blooming the spices is heating up spices in oil, and it re helps release the flavor of the spices. I'm going to use a teaspoon of cumin. It's ground cumin, um, probably not that fresh. <laughs> Normally I would use coriander. I like to pair cumin with coriander, it's pretty classic, but I'm very curious about using cinnamon in savory cooking. Um, a lot of cultures do this, so I'm going to add half a teaspoon of cinnamon instead of coriander. And then I'm going to add my three-quarter teaspoon of cashmere chili powder. I should also note that this thing is bright red and beautiful. It reminds me of Guchigaru, which is Korean chili powder. The color, the color reminds me of that. Okay, so I got the spices in there. And now I'm going to swirl that around to heat up the spices, but you got to do this quick and you got to stir constantly, otherwise you burn the spices. All you want is the heat to induce the spices to release all of their flavor. It's called blooming, blooming spices. It's pretty common. Good skill to know. Okay, so now I got to stop the blooming. And usually you can add liquid to do this. Um, right now I'm going to um, add about Half a cup of crushed tomatoes. This is crushed canned tomatoes. This will drop the temperature of the skillet and stop the burning of the spices. Also, by frying your tomato product, 
um, tomato, tomato products actually have umami, that fifth taste, another layer of flavor that you should get to know about because it's awesome. Um, by heating up the tomato, um, you're releasing some of that umami. You're developing it, actually. So before I add any liquid or anything else, I'm going to make sure that that tomato product gets heated up. So it got quieter in the skillet because I dropped the temperature of the skillet by adding it. If you're making a soup, then you would just add the liquid at this point to stop the burning of the spices. Okay, this is smelling really good. I am going to add the ground turkey at this point. Okay, let's just say that your heat was too high or whatever and you think that your spices are burning. Go ahead and add a smidge of water. It could even be half a cup or even a cup of water. It will drop the temperature instantly and stop the burning of the spices. So if you smell like something's burning, just add a little bit of water to drop the temperature and just adjust the heat of your hob. I started out slowly, so mine's doing okay. I'm gonna increase the heat a little bit. Now that my meat's in there. So from here, keep cooking, stirring occasionally until the meat is cooked through. And through the magic of radio, your dinner is almost done. This is done. Um, I'm going to serve this over cooked rice and I'm going to garnish it with fresh herbs. Um, I like to use cilantro and parsley and scallions. Typically that's my favorite. And, but you can um, garnish it with chopped cashews or peanuts, even a drizzle of olive oil. It just depends on your preference and the flavor profile. Now I'm going to taste this. This is more about the cinnamon and cashmere pepper than anything else. That's why I didn't add much, much more than what I did. Mmm. Oh, that's good. How oh, this worked out well. I was nervous, but I really wanted to practice using cinnamon in a savory application and also that cashmere. It was perfect. I used um, about three quarters of a teaspoon of cashmere for a pound of um, ground turkey and the heat is perfect. Smell savory. A little peppery. If if you've you know if you've eaten Mexican food or Middle Eastern um, food that's meat, typically it has cumin in it, so it's got that cumin flavor. But it also has a little bit of a difference, and that's because I substituted the cinnamon for the coriander, which typically um, accompanies cumin in Mexic uh, Mexican and Middle Eastern food. So I tried something different, and I really like it. So try it. Anyway. Uh, if you make this, let me know how it goes. Today, I shine a light on food banks and food pantries. Food banks are a large storage and distribution center. Food pantries are where clients pick up food and necessities. Food banks help food pantries. FeedingAmerica.org is a 501c3 nonprofit, and
and there are over 200 food banks and 60,000 food pantries and meal programs in their network nationwide. An excerpt from their website reads, In America, we have enough food to feed every man, woman, and child. Yet 72 billion pounds of safe, edible food goes to waste each year. In fact, an estimated 25 to 40% of food grown, processed, and transported in the U.S. will never be consumed. And more food reaches landfills and incinerators than any other single material in municipal solid waste. We work with manufacturers, distributors, retailers, food service companies, and farmers to gather food before it goes to waste. During the first months of the pandemic, roughly four in 10 people visiting food banks were seeking help for the first time. Food banks have adapted to this new level of need with most food banks serving over 55% more people than before the pandemic began. Some of the personal stories on their blog include a mental health professional who lost her job during the pandemic, A couple who used to be the ones helping seniors, but now need some help themselves. When a stay-at-home order went into effect in Washington, D.C., they lost their jobs on the same day. A mom who went back to school to help her family, but then lost her job because of COVID. You may be asking yourself, how can I help? The need is so great. Local food pantries rely on volunteers. Volunteering a few shifts per month can help make a huge difference to the food pantries, operations, and your neighbors in need. Donate a little each month. One dollar can provide as many as 10 meals. Food banks leverage their buying power and cooperation with food manufacturers to purchase food much cheaper than you can at your local market. Instead of gifts for a special occasion, have guests and friends bring canned food to donate to a local food pantry. Have a fundraiser on your social media site. Host a canned food drive at work or in your neighborhood or at a scouting event. Make hygiene kits with your kids. Food pantries usually distribute these to the homeless. Do you need help? FeedAmerica.org can direct you to resources. Simply search by your state and city to find help near you. With all that is going on in the world, just know that you can make a difference. it for today. To learn more about the website behind this podcast, visit fusioncraftiness.com where you can find world-inspired recipes for the home cook. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fusion Craftiness and sign up for my newsletter for culinary inspiration and recipes. Thank you for listening.